someone else has already said it best. This is the best, the best of it. The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. 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 Hello and welcome to Best of the Best. Uh, we are here, myself, Mr. Connor Keyes, alongside me as always, Mr. Ronan Mullen. Primed. Primed and ready to go. Sub primed. <laughs> <laughs> below par primed. What's below sub primed? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out today. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we are back with Best of the Best and our Best of the Best this week is The Big Short. Yeah. And I can hear the What? I know. That was my Well no, when you when you said when you recommended it, I went, Great, there's a lot of detail there, we can get stuck into it. And then I started getting into the detail. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized I didn't actually understand the film the first five times I watched it. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know how many times I've watched it, but uh yeah, so if you're listening and you're a, a, a long term listener, you're probably wondering well, what? The big short the I big mean short. That, what isn't that a film about something? Yeah, money and stuff. <coughs> Before we get into it, I got a text message this morning. Oh, oh, um, from a guy who I've I've known for a long time and I've worked with him. He's a good friend, and he says, uh, "I'm going to read it verbatim because it's actually funnier <laughs> in his words." So he says, <laughs> "My mind blown here, lad. <laughs> I've been off social media for about a year there." But I'm a full-time lurker on Reddit. Seen a few posts on a different subreddit about a podcast, Best of the Best. <laughs> Flicked through one about the Sopranos. Mind-blowing, fucking on my accents. Like, had to suss out who it was, and I was like, what the fuck? And he wrote back, I knew you recognised the voice, but I didn't realise I recognised both voices, and I fucking was chatting to one of them 24 hours ago. <laughs> he was talking to me on Monday. And then went and read it. And then went and, like, apparently he'd heard one of them a few months back, or yeah. about it, and listened to one of them, and then got back into it again. <laughs> didn't realise it was me <laughs> And I'm going There's boys writing reviews about us on iTunes Slagging us because we're not researched enough Yeah And one of my mates doesn't know about <laughs> <laughs> My mates doesn't know you're fucking doing it <laughs> Which is great, which I want to address as well What's that? We're not, we're not fucking overly researching anything Oh yeah This isn't a critical analysis It's a fucking two boys chatting about stuff <laughs> they like Wise up uh, yes, we had a, a two-star review, I do believe. Was it one? Oh, it was two. No, two? No, just no. He even no, gave no, us two. Gave fair play to him. Um, I'm saying he, but it could have been she. I don't know. Username of Langer. Langer or something. Yeah. Fucking Langer he was. Um, yeah, and, and that was, uh, that, 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 I think that all boiled down to me too, because I think I said Swede were from Manchester or something, or from Sheffield. And it, man, if you dig I don't enough into any Something episode. Nordic Monkeys episode, yeah, you could see. Uh, and turned out we were both wrong. He was fucking wrong too. They're from London, but <laughs> so yeah. even Langer was just fucking completely Fuck wrong. Fuck you, too. Langer. Uh, yeah. So the big short. Uh, I, as soon as I seen this film, I I fell in love with it. Um, mainly because I am a victim. Uh, oh yeah, I I, I, I uh, didn't even put that together until we were speaking recently. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I do believe you're also a victim. Well, in a way, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the big short is about uh, the housing market cry, uh, crash in 2007 slash 2008. Yeah. And uh, we are of that niche generation. Just that beautiful. lovely, wee, beautiful, we two-year gap of boys who were 
Boys, oh. and, boys and girls get married and they're getting a house and they're all sorted. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You remember the conversation you had with your wife? We have to get a house. We have to get a house. We're working get. We have to get a house. One year later. Mm. Did we have to get this fucking house? No, I did not have that conversation. <laughs> I had that conversation. Mm. She had that conversation with me. Oh. Mm. Um, the housing crisis, yeah. I mean, it it it, it kicked in um, worldwide, know, worldwide. And the big short is uh, a film dedicated to trying to explain what happened and how it happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it well made my blood boil to start with, mm. but it finally gave me an understanding as to what the fuck actually went on. We knew what went on because we moved into our brand new house in December 2007 mm. and uh, at a cost of 157,500 running. Um, these are all ringing major bells going Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. And then what happened? I went to sleep one night <laughs> and I I woke up and the house was worth 87,500. Now, I don't know if you would call that daylight fucking robbery because I was sleeping, but there's something about that where that's not right. Yeah, but if a guy was sitting at the bottom of your bed and went, you know what started all this? Fucking strippers buying too many houses in Florida. You'd be like, what? Yeah. So I didn't like this film the first time I watched it. Okay. Um, I, I can't remember if it was, I didn't see it in the cinema. I think I got a copy of it, whatever. But I, when I first watched it, it it, it didn't hold me uh, the way it should. Mm-hmm. I sort of, this was the year of The Revenant and Spotlight yeah. and all this. So there's a lot of big hitters out that year. And um, what I found was the the opening 10 minutes alone, you're mm. bombarded to the point where if you haven't got, if I didn't walk into it expecting to have to be so deep. I honestly yeah. seen Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell, Adam McKay, and I went, okay, this is going to be an enjoyable romp. Yes, I was very wrong. So we should before we get into the actual, you know, the detail of it. You've highlighted there a stellar lineup of a cast. Oh, absolutely. With then a great comedy director, yeah, and writer, with, and writer, which is what misled me as well. I thought this is going to be a lighthearted take on yeah. what happened. They'll and have to show be... there'll be characters and about. Yes. I mean, it's Carell, Steve Carell for fuck's yeah. sake. I mean, was Brad Pitt and Gosling, but Carell's a, a comedy actor, you know. So at this stage, he hadn't been in anything uh, serious in that sense mm-hmm. and um, on the flip side of that Brad Pitt and Ryan Gosling are the funniest people in it yes and Carell is the most serious Carell is the most serious um, Carell puts in uh, uh, Steve Carell from just for anybody that I don't think there's anybody listening doesn't know who he is but um, from the office fame and 40 year old virgin thing. I mean this performance uh, it I'd never seen him like that before I've never no. seen him I don't think he's ever um, before that, you know, he's done a lot of drama, uh, drama pieces since. Yeah. But up until that, I think he'd always just been like the the, the anchor man, you know, brick and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so to see him in such a serious role and to play it so well, yeah, he's 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 really good in this. Really, really good. And but, um, but Brad Pitt looks like he's just phoning it in. And he just looks like he's well, he produced it. Yes, yeah. his production company produced the film, but he he's just being. Yeah, and Pitt's not Tommy Tiernan instead is the big stone head in him, ah, just, just sort of wandering through. Wandering there. through. And uh, he's not, he doesn't play a massive role, but it's, uh, the film follows more or less three arcs yes. and three storylines. Uh, we also forgot there in that in that list of names, Christian Bale. Oh yes, Christian Bale. Who also, Who's pivotal in this oh, entire thing. And again, an amazing performance. Uh, very good. Uh, 
so you've got these three arcs. Um, one of the arcs is Christian Bale's character, Dr. Michael Burry, MD, mm-hmm. who was a manager of an investment fund. Yeah. And then you have uh, the other arc is Steve Carell and his small hedge fund who invest in things. Mm-hmm. And then you have the even smaller again, the third arc of two young guys who have a, uh, a garage, startup, sort right. of startup uh, yeah. uh, hedge fund. and uh, But they're sort of guided and mentored by Brad Pitt's character. Yeah. Ben Rickard. Big Ben. And a lot of them aren't the real names. Not yeah, I think uh, Burry, Michael Burry Christian is Bale's the only Christian Bale's the real one, yeah. And uh, I mean, even just if you if we talk about Bale's before we go into the, the storylines, but Bale's performance is uncanny when you actually see the the interviews of the real guy he was playing. Yeah. Uh, everything obviously the glass eye plays a part in it mm-hmm. as well. You know, he's but he has that. In, yeah, he has that. Bale in. has. I don't know how he's doing it. I really don't because there's times it moves with him and sometimes it doesn't. And, and yeah, it's it's very very good. Um, but. He's a he's a metalhead uh-huh. who is completely a genius when it comes to numbers, yeah, and constantly thinking outside the box. So the Christian Bale, uh, the reason these three arcs are followed is because these are the three sets of people that kind of seen this coming before the banks, before anybody else seen it coming. They spotted what was happening, uh, and what was happening was people weren't. Well, isn't it Barry sort of gets the ball rolling? Yeah. Um, We'll talk about it in a he, minute. He, he starts the whole thing because uh, uh, the reason Carell's group gets in is because somebody overheard what was happening yeah. with, with Burry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Christian Bale's character is is the guy that decided to bet against the housing market. Yeah. And was laughed at every single bank he went to mm-hmm. who genuinely just believed this guy was coming to burn money. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's asking to, to buy hundreds of millions of dollars worth of... Of a bet against something that has never failed before. Which is what a big short means. Yeah. You're betting against something succeeding. Yeah. So you're betting it will fail. So the, this film, what it does, it, it, it takes us into the, the crux of what was going on, but it also helps explain um, the 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 real minutia of, of it all, but they do it in a good way. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They make it so accessible and... Um, I genuinely would recommend it to anybody, regardless of, of being a victim of the crash or not. Um, I feel so bad now. Yeah, we are victims there. Um, yeah. Can I get funding for that or something? I don't know. I got evicted last year, so can I, can, <laughs> can I get can I get anything for that? No, can I, sir. Can I not get evicted? <laughs> can I get an amen? I, <laughs> I, well, yeah, I suppose. <coughs> Technically homeless. Uh, it is um, crazy. It is, it, well, that, that is sort of we, crazy. We, we were, we were, we were one of the rare ones. We held on in the fucking hope that somewhere along the line it was going to return, and uh, yeah, we it didn't. So we had to uh, uh, accept our loss and, and go. A lot of people did that within the first two, three years after yeah. two thousand eight, um, and and you know we probably should have done the same. Uh, well, it's just sort uh, of but it's, fortuitous it's, that like me, you, a lot of people I know all bought at the same time. Same time, yeah, and it was at its absolute height. It was. There was houses going up everywhere. Every time you turned the corner, there was never reached that price again. No, it'll never um, it's pure, a pure. What's the phrase running? What? What is our lovely phrase? We had to live in. What? Negative equity. Oh fuck! Don't. Negative equity. That once you sent me that, oh. I, I said to, I looked at Karen and showed her, and she went, "Oh god!" And on our on our fucking footstool thing in the middle of the living room was our Ulster Bank mortgage statement, <laughs> and I was looking at it and looking at my phone and looking at Karen going. <laughs> 
Oh, how did we uh, survive that? I don't know, man. It is, it is crazy. And that, and so then a, a film like this, then obviously it, it rang home very much to us. Very, mm-hmm. I was going to say close to home, but don't. No, no, don't touch a sore you're, wound. You're homeless. <laughs> don't, you're homeless, Connor. Don't, don't have a fucking home. <laughs> uh, Connor's not homeless. <laughs> don't know, sir. Well, he's always here. To be fair. <laughs> Always in the studio. Every it's time you always laugh. here, and there is a sleeping bag in the corner. But anyway, that's <laughs> uh, so the film then just makes it a very, very uh, it breaks it down in layman's terms <laughs> to explain what happened because this is the joy of it. It is it is very complicated, and we find out in the film it's complicated by design. Yes, um, it's it's supposed to make you confused because yeah. otherwise, if I had known what I was doing eleven years ago. I wouldn't have fucking done it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We didn't know. Well, but look, here, and, and this is where the, the criminal element sometimes be discussed in this film as well, is that we were also deviously misled. Um, by yes, being we told, were. Yeah. And uh, by everybody. I mean, I... Uh, do you know what actually caused... I was holding off. This is going to go on to a wee fucking tangent here now. Go on ahead. At the time, I was very reluctant to purchase said property. Okay. Um, I'm not much of an economist, but I do work in the community voluntary sector a lot, and I deal a lot with funding, a lot with government departments. And I kept saying to my wife, but the wages aren't going up. Yeah. So it can't keep going. Like, we were looking at houses that were going up to 180,000. Three bedrooms. Three bedrooms. (laughs) Fucking terrace house. Yeah. And I was like, but the wages are. So, to be honest, I had held well now, I have to say. Um, and it was probably the reason why it wasn't until December 2007 we actually moved in. I had held off for a long time until good old Silver Fox Paul Clark of UTV fame. Go on. Mm-hmm. I will not forget this, sitting in my living room and watching the news. And Paul Clark was doing a broadcast from a street in Belfast which was lined with for sale signs and said the following phrase, if you're a first time buyer and do not get on the market now, you will not get on the market. And even me, I go on, of course, my beloved sitting beside me going, see, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? And even I was going, well, fuck if they're saying that. Like, and Jesus, we better move right enough. Here's my question. Who the fuck paid Paul Clark to go and do that broadcast? Well, the thing? You know what I mean? This is, this clearly, is you, it wasn't you, somebody who was, because if it was 2007, yeah. the, the adjustable rate had already kicked in. America. It already kicked so in. The America. Thing was so they were, on actually, arse. they were actually just really ravaging us. Yeah. You know, they, they knew this was going on, and here was this fucker in the middle of the street. Well, he wasn't being advised by somebody who, uh, who was a financial well, expert. It, he was no, just being advised was, by other people who went, you know what I heard? And, and what I heard is not a financial opinion. What I would believe is some mortgage company fucking paid for a, 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 a slot on the news. That's awfully cynical. Might be. But You're trying I to tell me that financial institutions are sneaky. Ronan, I don't know, there's something oh, about Oh, on them. that note, Spotify, if you're listening, <laughs> we're ready. I mean... Pants down, cheeks out. We're ready. Bring it on, boy. For your injection of cash. Go ahead. I'm just thinking about injection <laughs> of cash. Uh, yeah. So, but it was quite. And again, at that actual news broadcast was no joke. Was the actual thing that made me. Go, and that kicked it into okay. play. I was like, okay, well, look. Obviously, if this is the advice given out, because this wasn't an advert. This wasn't a mortgage company. This was news to say, if you are a first-time buyer, if you don't get on the market now, you will not get on the market. You're going to be left behind. And for that type of angle to be put out there, now in hindsight, you look back going, who the fuck put that out? Mm. Who was behind? Who actually put the money behind getting 
it's like it's not Paul Clark himself fucking physically. No, 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 no. So who was behind that bit? So uh, that was what what pushed us towards it. But again, when you see this now and you see the dates, and the film tells you about exactly what ha- happened throughout all of two thousand seven, right into two thousand and eight, you're going. Damn mortgage companies knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. They knew what was going here in the UK and, and financial advisors. Knew. Yeah, and, and especially financial advisors. Our financial advisor, do you know? Oh, sir, where was he? Our financial advisor struck off the list. Do we have the same guy? We may have struck off the list and is now advising people on tax. Fuck away off. He is advising people employed and dealing with tax relief and debt. The cunt that fucking absolutely destroyed so many people in this town by forcing them to take these interest-only mortgages that he told us were the only things available to us. Luckily. For a house that was, uh, yeah, completely fucking worthless on the ultimate day. Luckily I didn't go. Right. But I was told, we were told by our financial advisor about the how sound of an investment this was at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what in hindsight now is fucking 2020 is, why did no one ever say, what's the alternative? What's the, what's the alternative to me waiting two years? Yeah. The alternative was a third of the fucking price you'd have to pay back. Mm-hmm. And you would have instant yeah. access to the mortgage. Yeah. And and that's where I was. I was at the point going, no, no, no. Let's hold off. Because these wages aren't going up. And and people I won't so, be able to afford yeah. these big houses. I I knew a woman. Now, where do you hear this? Now? Who Was she a local woman? Local from my own... Uh, I'm not going to say where she's from. Because okay. From an area I would know well. Okay. Who got a mortgage on the DLA? What? What? They were on the DLA on benefits, and they got a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Now, I again at that time, alarm bells ringing a lot, going, "How long this is? Something's not right here. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't make sense." But again, when you're told by the fucking lovely rectangle in the corner of your living room that this is the way it goes, well, then you accept it as being what it is. Uh, obviously, that <laughs> that uh, particular house is no longer in uh, clearly, and because they repossessed within three months, but. Jesus Christ. The joy of this film, back to the film, because we could talk about that this a long time, is that all this, all the complicated things yeah. all are, are then, the film itself, it's sort of, is a very serious look at things. It's not a comedy, which you would think, well, okay, there are comedic lines and parts and scenes yeah. or whatever, but they're, they're not, it's not a comedy, it's a drama. No. And there's sometimes you laugh out of tension. Yes. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. me. Uh, but they're very, very conscious, or Adam McKay was as director, that just like this podcast, you could lose the audience very quickly. <laughs> One word. <laughs> One sentence. I like people, we could bury this whole thing. They, 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 left seven, <coughs> they left seven minutes ago. But like you, you, if, you, if, you, if you bore people, they're not going to pay attention. So I like, I like the way they sort of break away and go, they stop the film, they break the fourth wall, they look yep. at the camera, the character goes, okay, we know you're lost. Yeah. But and you, at that point, everybody is and everybody else going. What? What is that they're talking about? CD what? CDs and stuff. And so then they go and they do something like this, which is um, Margot Robbie, her of uh, Harlequin fame and all that crack. So Wolfie Wall Street, Wolfie Wall Street, and once upon a time Hollywood. So Margot Robbie in a bubble bath. 
Yeah, just and easy, just, the, just the, easy in. Yeah, I mean, the joy of it is that they've taken this, uh, the visual of her in a bubble bath, drinking a big glass of champagne, but explaining the full detail of it. And it just, yeah. the dichotomy of those two things is just fantastic. It works so well. But And it's also Margot Robbie in a, in a bubble bath. Yeah. Here's Margot Robbie in a bubble bath to explain. Basically, Louis Rainieri's mortgage bonds were amazingly profitable for the big banks. They made billions and billions on their 2% fee they got for selling each of these bonds. But then they started running out of mortgages to put in them. After all, there are only so many homes and so many people with good enough jobs to buy them, right? So the banks started filling these bonds with riskier and riskier mortgages. Thank you, Benjo. That way, they can keep that profit machine churning, right? By the way, these risky mortgages are called subprime. So whenever you hear subprime, think shit. Our friend Michael Burry found out that these mortgage bonds that were supposedly 65% AAA were actually just mostly full of shit. So now he's going to short the bonds, which means to bet against. Got it? Thank you, Margot. Thanks, Margot. Now fuck off. Oh mm-hmm. God, Jesus, easy on there. Margot's going. Aussie bitch. So, yes, as a sort of breakdown of what was going on there, you start to see uh, steps by step. Um, when it gets too intensive, when they're talking about tranches and they're talking about AAA ratings and stuff, yeah, y- you get that breakaway, which is a, a genius move within the film. Um, it, it is, and it wasn't in the original script. Um, the the guy who co-wrote it had it quite serious. But with the comedic elements, but it was McKay's rewrite that brought in these elements. Yeah. So Margot Which Robbie... Which is clearly him reading it himself, going, fuck me. How are yeah, people, people yeah. who can't sit through two plus hours of... Which makes me definitely think that, uh, as it was produced by Brad Pitt, if this was something they really, really want to get the message out on. Yeah. When you're sitting reading the script and you're a director and you're going, I don't know if I can do this. And then you're inventing things to try and get you to do this you're invested in it. There's something mm-hmm. you, you want to get this message out there. So it was a very important film to see. Margot Robbie is the first of maybe three, four three, um, I think it's three. inserts uh, mm-hmm. through it. When things get a wee bit complicated, they, they sort of break away to this to somebody to explain it. But once you do get that, then you really genuinely see the madness and, and the greed and the corruption that was going on mm-hmm. uh, at the time. And uh, I mean, you... We can we'll stay away from the topic of the mortgage now. Just if we could talk about the performances, okay. So I mean, we talked with Steve Carell and uh, and Brad Pitt and Christian Bale, but Gosling is yeah, he's he's, he's, he's Gosling's he's in, my favorite character. Gosling's in the, the, the the narrator you would have first heard <coughs> in the lead into the Margot Robbie thing, but Gosling is the guy that is guiding us throughout the whole show. Gosling is the guy who um, hears about Christian Bale's character's uh, move. And decides to take it on himself. Yeah. And then is selling bonds to other um, financial institutions, which include Steve Carell's. Steve Carell, yeah. So, but through the entire show, not only has he a narrator, but he just drops in at the right time mm-hmm. and sort of explains things a wee bit better, uh, placates a few people's fears. Um, um, we'll talk about then, but he's heavily involved in then as well, but... But through the entire show, he's sort of like the moral guide. 
He is. He's like the but, broad guy, but, but immorally. He, but, but yeah, <laughs> but portrayed in such a way that he's an asshole. That yeah, it doesn't ever say it, but you definitely think he's on fucking coke. And he's yeah. you know he's just that typical he's, sort he's of. He's tanned up. He's got like a yeah. wee toady afro thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Wee jufro. And it's it's again. Is, is it meant to be that way where you're meant to trust him, but he's a banker? There's something in it. There's something right. there. He's where selling he's, himself as the trustworthy banker, yeah. and also Sandy, don't trust me. Yeah, don't. And and but he, I, I love the way he when he's selling to Steve Carell's team of 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 the hedge fund managers. He's the the the, the sort of Jenga analysis that he uses, mm-hmm. and he uses the game Jenga to to explain what the mortgage bonds look like. Morg- we have to explain mortgage bonds. Yeah, so a mortgage bond is a bond. Um, it's a load of mortgages. A load of mortgages sold together. as one, sold yeah. as a bond. Yeah. So people then buy these. People buy them because, and and that's what they said. Film. The people buy them because they are the most secure return on investment because yeah. the housing market has never crashed. Nobody doesn't pay their mortgage. No, nope. that's, that's, that's never going to happen. Because everybody that's vetted is mm-hmm. high, good credit written. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Then we find out not every mortgage in the bond. No, and well, no, what we also find out then is um, they're rated. You yes. heard their AAA rating. So yep. the best mortgages, the most secure, you know, which would mean coming from people with good incomes and everything, secure mm-hmm. jobs and all the rest, they're AAA. And then you get further down to AA, to A, and then to B, to double Bs and all that sort of stuff. Um, so as it goes down, you realize then that these bonds that the banks are selling because there's profit in them, they've started to, like Margot Robbie explained there, when there's not enough houses, not enough people to put them in, you're going to have to start filling these bonds with like shitty mortgages or as it's known, subprime. Subprime, which is a high risk, higher risk yeah. mortgage. Or shit mortgage, as yeah. uh, Margot would like to call it there. So DLA mortgage. Yeah, that mortgage was absolutely yeah. sub-subprime. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so... When you start to see when when uh, Gosling's character starts to explain that these um, bonds are filled with dog mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. Uh, it slowly starts to unravel that um, there's corruption going on. Yep, the ratings agency, um, which would be the agency that sort of puts the AAA rating on and, and classifies whether this is secure or not. It turns out they're on the fucking fiddle as well because. They're competing with another ratings agency. So the people that come to us can ask for... If a bank comes to us and says, we want AAA on this bond, they'll fucking give it to them. Mm-hmm. Even though it's full of shit that it's going to fail. Um, so this was where the corruption was going on and this sort of highlighted this in the middle of the film. Um, the other... Uh, we've sort of got a few... Outside of uh, Gosling, you have a few small parts, small mm-hmm. uh, appearances. So you have Melissa Leo... Is in the the written, the written agency. She plays the one with the yeah cataract, the cataract operation. operation. Um, she's the one that explains the ratings uh, element of things and explains it as in it's it's non-existent. It's just non-existent. Yes, yeah, paid for. Especially they're buying ratings and uh, they don't check the mortgage bond to see what's in it. They don't yeah. check every individual mortgage. They just buy it sight unseen yeah. because the bank has told them this should be AAA. Yep, and they give them AAA. <laughs> yeah. Um. <coughs> but it's filled with DLA mortgages. Filled with DLA mortgages. <laughs> no pep mortgages. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. No DLA anymore. Uh, you know, so you've got parts of the gather to come in, and and their their role is to sort of fill in that that gap of of the other external partners that are involved in this. It's it's a one scene job. You don't see them again, and that's it. But uh, very vital to see where this corruption was happening. Yeah. 
Um, so as we go along, I mean, you're starting to get into the, 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 the they take you along into the, the technical side of things as to what is the, the names and the references they use for like CDO. Well, it's it's the most baffling part of it at all is it all starts with a mortgage. Yes. Then that mortgage gets bundled together, mm-hmm. and that's an MBS. Then they get bundled all together with more, and yes. that's a CDO. And that's a CDO, and then we'll. So it's, it's just yeah. it's just the same idea, but growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Till it's uncontrollable. More packages that they can sell. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. Um, again, so when you get to the point in the film, they start talking about CDOs. I remember first time watching it, going. Oh, come on, boys! No, this is getting tough now. No, and, and then they break away and go, "Here's yeah." And and like, oh, thank fuck! Oh, <laughs> just undo your belt. Oh, thank <laughs> God! It's like uh, that's that's like I was talking about at the start. I didn't quite get into it the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. but the second time I watched it, when I was completely right, I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I yeah, but and I, it was scenes like this that not only enhanced the experience, but there was a bit of rewinding. Oh, I hold on. He said that word before, didn't he? Right. And it all started to just click into place. Yeah. This is one of the films that I make sure I'm eating, <coughs> I'm eating beef, beef sitters on. But you don't eat beef sitters? No, I make sure I'm eating. Why? Because then I have to put the subtitles on. Oh, but you're never focused when you're eating beef sitters. Oh, I am. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you, you're not. Oh, my. Your fo- oh, oh, it's your focus food? That's my Zen food. Man. Laser focused? Yeah, that's me. It's like. It's meditative almost. Um, Wait a minute. You 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 equate beef spectators to being in a zen-like state and meditating? Have you ever seen me after a bag on? Sir. What about the big bag? Party bag? <laughs> what other bag is there? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in those, those small bags as P6. <coughs> Stop coughing all over. Pov- poverty bag? <laughs> It's DLA bags, it's written there. DLA bags. So, um, but yeah, subtitles on does help, um, and a lot of things because of just the jargon going But we're not selling this very well. It sounds like a fucking hell. Do you have to struggle through this? You really don't. No, it, you it don't. It really moves quite fast. Um, it will be even if you didn't buy a house, even if you're especially if you're buying a house now. Fucking what? Listen, 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 and watch that. Um, but even if you didn't buy a house then, it, you still knew what was going on. I mean, it was a global fucking economy, mm-hmm. um, a global crash. So you, the, the fact that this might prepare you for understanding when it happens again. Mm. Or sorry, should I say if? No, I'll say when it happens again. A collateralized debt obligation. It's important to understand because it's what allowed a housing crisis to become a nationwide economic disaster. Here's world-famous chef, Anthony Bourdain, to explain. <laughs> okay, I'm a chef on a Sunday afternoon, setting the menu at a big restaurant. I ordered my fish on Friday, which is the mortgage bond that Michael very shorted. But some of the fresh fish doesn't sell. I don't know why, maybe it just came out. Halibut has the intelligence of a dolphin. So, what am I gonna do? Throw all this unsold fish, which is the triple B level of the bond, in the garbage, and take the loss? No way. Being the crafty and morally onerous chef that I am, whatever crappy levels of the bond I don't sell, I throw into a seafood stew. See, it's not old fish. It's a whole new thing. And the best part is they're eating three-day-old halibut. That is a CDO. That's yeah. a CDO? Yeah. That's CDO. Um, so, yeah, when when you get the likes of Tony Brain popping up there, you know what I mean? You're, it's... It's that breakdown of realizing, oh, okay, 
this is what they were at. Yeah. Because up with the ladder, I was going, right, they had CDOs, and they were, oh, what? I'm like, ah, okay, they're just fucking bundling just, things yeah. together, repackaging and, it. And, and that's why something else. the value of our houses in Oma or houses in Miami were 10 times what they should have been. Yeah, they were just skyrocketing. Because them. there were so many being bought. Yeah. Now, what they weren't saying, or what it wasn't equating to, was the amount of defaults, people not paying the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So the value kept going up. Yeah. But the rate of default was at its all-time high. And that was the first thing that uh, Michael Burry, Christian Bale's character, was the first thing he spotted where the default rates was rising. So being in default means that obviously you've been more than three months where you've missed your mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. And uh, the default rates were rising. But nothing else was balancing out with that. And it didn't make sense. They and were handing out mortgages left, right, and center. Yeah. So the value was still high, even though people yeah. weren't paying them. So you've got that... Uh, Corruption, if you want to call it that. Um, but again, and this is what I sort of liked, um, it, it hel- at ben, Brad Pitt's character, Ben Rickard, does bring you down to realizing then, yes, you're going to make a lot of money in this, but people are going to suffer. Yeah. People are going to be homeless. People are going to lose their jobs. This is not something to fucking dance about and be funny about, you know. And and that's why I see he, as much as he was involved in the thing, you can see why he got out of it. He, you know, he was sort of on on the on the outskirts of of the banking community. Mm-hmm. But it was it, that is the reality. Yeah, yeah. You know that. what affected? You know, and I, I sometimes when I'm over here, I would have heard uh, be young comedians, or you know, I heard somebody recently on stage going, "You're from Coleraine, mate. What the fuck do you care who's the president of America?" And I'm going, "Hmm." You should. You really should. Yeah, you uh, you don't realize how we're all interconnected um, in the in the economic sense as well as anything yeah, else. Of course. I mean, how the fuck does County Tyrone be affected by Miami? But it does. Yeah. Yeah, and so it fucking um, shut down Iceland. Yeah, the whole country, the whole fucking country. Perhaps Spain nearly fucking floated away. Spain, Greece, Ireland got a touch. Cyprus, mm-hmm. all these places got yeah. battered. Yeah. But we're not connected. So why do we care about American presidents? Uh, yeah, so if you uh, if you haven't, uh, I hope nobody listening, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, hopefully you didn't suffer through it, but if you had, this is the film to sort of help you. Well, one thing it does help you explain, another thing it does, it makes you want to maybe commit the odd wee uh, mm. shooting of the odd mortgage advisor if you could find them. Yeah, they're, what Michael Berry finds, finds out. What I'm doing at the moment, actually I should say, is I'm I'm building up quite a tax bill. Just so that I have to go and deal with a tax advisor, who hopefully was my first tax advisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. I'd love to see his fucking face. And I walked in going, hello. Remember, remember all those people. Mm-hmm. You, Michael Berry, um, what he decides to do, his short in particular is unique. It was massive. I did the three shorts <laughs> that we talk about, which again, the short is somebody betting against it. His was huge. His was unique in the way that it was, it was called a credit default swap. Mm-hmm. So CDS. So when we say CDS, CDS means insurance yeah. of it failing. Yeah. So even if the bank is emptied, they still have an insurance policy that means he'll get paid out if it all fails. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he's shorting the bank. Yeah. He was shortened with an insurance policy, which means he's covered double. Yeah. So... That was the point where everybody went. And what did he end up investing? Like half a billion or something? Yeah, but he came away with 
I think he, I think he went in with the hedge fund of three hundred million or something, and came out of one point six nine billion or something was the investment. the The profit of the hedge fund he was saying went up four hundred and something percent. Yeah. yeah. So that's. So, but, but they were at the point. This is the thing, and this is where the tension comes in the film. They were yeah, at the point where the company was in the minus. And it's about what we just spoke about. Yeah, it's the about value was still going up. The value was going up, even, even though, though subprime yeah. mortgages were defaulting yeah. right across the country. So, so while all his investors were giving grief and putting pressure on him, um, he was rightly saying, "There's something not right here." The younger, the sort of uh, startup group, they called it as it is. They said it was fraud, it was corruption. They w- they went to the Wall Street Journal to try and report it, and uh, nobody took height side of it because. Again, what are you talking about? This is the housing market. Yeah, and it's the thing that Michael Berry does from the very start. Nobody decided to look at the mortgage inside the CDO, inside the MBS, inside the mortgage. Nobody looked inside the bonds at all for what was the content. Yeah. And what these were filled with was not even mortgages. Some were filled with like credit card loans, pensions. Yeah, everything was in them. They fired everything in them. And it's like getting fucking, you know, Eight boxes eight. wrapped in before you get down to the iPhone box. Yeah. You've wrapped, unwrapped everything you get down, you open up an iPhone box full of gravel. Yep. You know what I mean? It's the same idea. It's yeah, just it's like full it's shit. full of shit. There's but the box there. at the start but had the box a new iPhone like, on oh, real. Oh, fuck. Give um, me 10 a.m. <laughs> so this is where then the Burry as a character, then he, uh, in real life, obviously we, we could find out afterwards about him, but in the film... He's he's going through a lot of stress. He's going to be sued by his investors. There's there's grief coming at him because they genuinely believe he has had a mental breakdown. Yeah, once and once the word is out that he's bought all these yeah. uh, CDSs, the the emails the that are coming are, through the banks the are phone. laughing. Oh, the they're laughing. Because laughing because he's just handed them hundred yeah. million, and he has to pay premiums because it's, it's insurance premiums. each month, which is going to eat into the hedge fund. Absolutely. He also then, and this is the joy of him. He's 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 such an oddball. Um, you would know he's such a proper uh, nerd about math and numbers and stuff that he doesn't really have great social skills. So no. he just went, okay, I'm just going to stop all withdrawals from the hedge fund. <laughs> so yeah. you know, investors go mad. But again, he had the foresight to see because he was the only one, as you said, looked at the numbers. Yeah, from the very somebody beginning. Else, somebody in the film says to him, what do you mean you looked at the numbers? There's thousands of mortgages and he couldn't look at all of them. He went, I did. You did. <laughs> he's, he, he's, at the start of the film, he's interviewing a guy for a job and he's just over-talking him about that's right. A, a crash that happened in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, do I have the job? And he goes, yeah, because then you want me to do And he goes, right, just look through the more top 10 mortgage bonds from the last yeah. whatever many years. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, just individual mortgages. He goes, no, the bonds. And they're like, they're filled with thousands of mortgages. He goes, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, so he wanted a list of mm-hmm. all of the default rates for all of the top mortgages yeah. that had happened in the previous decade. So he was the one that, that yeah, the very first to see it because everybody else is a sort of a, as a nobody class. wants to do that research. Let me do, no. that's impossible. Wants to sit and read through. Like yeah. that's that's yeah. days of work of just looking at default rates and mortgages. But it's also a good analogy of the things that we do on a day to day basis. I mean, who the fuck reads mm-hmm. the iTunes agreement? Nobody. Forty six pages. Nobody. But we should. You re- yeah. All those companies, Google, Amazon, all the rest, we should fucking be reading it, but we don't no. because it's 46 pages. And there's a reason why it's 46 pages, because it stops us from reading it. Yeah. And this was the same as these uh, bonds. Nobody was reading the numbers because there were so fucking many of them. They just thought, well, it's just not worth it uh, until it comes all crashing down. Um, 
so Burry was aware of it. The the two startups were aware of it. It, it takes us on to the um, as the film progresses, we sort of see Steve Carell's character, Mark Baum, mm-hmm. is hearing all this, but he's not too sure. He wants to go and, and investigate a wee bit more. So he goes to Florida, where um, he visits a real estate um, agent mm-hmm. who then introduces him to two mortgage brokers. Yes. Two absolute fucking they are ball bags. Chieftains of the highest order. Um, the two of them combined still wouldn't be as big as a ball bag as mine, but anyway, uh, <laughs> not my ball bag, my mortgage advisor, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> big ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, so these two guys basically, and even even at one point in the scene, uh, Carell pulls his guys to one side and goes, why are these guys at confessing? And they, they were like, they're not confessing. They're bragging. Yeah. They didn't even know what they were doing was fraudulent. Like, yeah. They didn't the, care how much of a d- difficulty it was. One of them says a year ago I was a bartender and now I own a boat. <laughs> and, and everybody's and looking at him like... you know what? The worst, the, the fucking sad reality of that is, that was happening here. That was happening. That you was know, 100% happening. That cunt that came and sold us and pushed us mortgages and us and told us this is the best thing for our life. He was doing that to a lot of other people and buying a lot of fucking uh, yeah. fancy stuff. And, and so you replicate that by then maybe 10, 100 fold when you come to Florida and the size and the population and the people. Um, it's It was a very scary thing at, at the time. But these two boys are fucking absolute politics. Oh one of them is the worst of the two because uh, <laughs> the one of the guys is like, he only deals with uh, immigrants. Yeah. Because they, they'll sign anything and they're just happy to have a home. They just want a home. Yeah. And, and he doesn't care what happens afterwards. And then the other guy was even worse, which mm. was, I only deal with cash only. So, as strippers. Yeah. And the, the guy's like, what do you mean? Like, no, I mean like on the pole, strippers. Yep. So, Steve Carell's character wants to meet the stripper just to get, uh, to find out, just to sort of do an investigation. Because he's still teetering on the sort of He's not a hundred. Will I short anything? Because it, will I will I put money into this? Because he, yeah. he's a he's a he ultimately Sion, not Sion. He uh, the hedge fund that he runs. Mm-hmm. He's the, the the manager of it, but he still has a lot of investors. Um, but he's not sure, and he yeah, has he, the final say. He's already sent two of his guys down to check it out, and they've recommended he comes down to see it himself. Mm-hmm. Even though he spoke to these guys and they've told them they're just handing out mortgages, they say. A few years back, they were doing like fifteen a month. Now they're doing over sixty. Yeah, and he's still. You can the the wheels are turning, but he's still just not. And it's and the other thing too about it was that they explained was, and this is what we had when we uh, went into the, the fucking den of an equity of negative equity. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you! That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, is that we had? Um, there was I'm seeing one a lot of. Uh, what do you call it? Aye. Space Raiders? I love Space Raiders, but what do you call that? <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, I've lost it now. That's gone. I don't even know where you're going. You distracted me there. I was talking about strippers and then I got all confused and confused. Um, the film does it, team. That's what the film does, man. It keeps you fucking... just gets me uh, blood boiling. I'm ready to fucking kill you. You're fucking raging here. What? You should see, this should be the one we filmed. <laughs> Is it top off? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fire stuff at the windows. Daddy's all over the place. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it obviously wasn't important what I was going to say. Um, no, but, but I, know, so, I, know, I know where you're going you know, because we... Basically, what these guys are saying is the fixed... A fixed that's what I was, sorry. That's what we had. 
That's what we were sold. It was an adjustable rate mortgage. That, that's, that's where it. I'm going. See? See, boys, sabbatical. In sync, man. In sync. So a fixed like rate Denver. loan wasn't what these boys wanted to sell. No. That's a prime the Adjustable loan. was more. They wanted an adjustable subprime and they got like five times the amount of commission. Yeah. So, so that's what our boys were fucking at. That's what was happening here. Boys here could have been doing the just and moral thing. Well, not even just moral, but just the lesser of the two, which was giving you the other one. But no, they had to give you the adjustable rate fucking shaft you up the ass. Uh, so orange. in this particular uh, audio you're about to play, you're the stripper, Connor? I'm the stripper. Okay. I, uh, well, yeah. I wasn't as stupid as a stripper or, or as greedy. I only went for the one. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately, I'm a stripper. <laughs> Mine's not moving anymore. I'll still pay you. Okay, look, if home prices don't go up, you are not going to be able to refinance. And you're going to be stuck paying whatever your monthly payment is once it jumps up after your teaser rate expires. Your monthlies could go up two, three hundred percent. James says I can always refinance. Well, he's a liar. Actually, in this particular case, James probably is wrong. Two hundred percent on all my loans? What do you mean all your loans? We're talking about two loans on one house, right? Five houses and a condo. <laughs> yeah, five houses. This this is the moment in the phone where Steve it cuts Steve Carell and he's like, "There's a bubble, there's yeah. a bubble," yeah. and he's like, "Short it, short buy, buy the yeah. bo- short like fucking crazy." Yeah. So, and that's when he realized when you when you're a stripper who has no um, income that you can claim, mm-hmm. uh, and you have five houses and a condo. And two loans on one house. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how many loans are out on the rest? Mm-hmm. And that's variable uh, prices. That's yeah. $250,000 to $600,000 per house. And this is the thing. Um, the thing about what they did um, as their mortgage advisors, those two ball bags, and including the, the, the ball bag that dealt with us, mm-hmm. is that they were supposed to inform us of that. Yes, they were. Then they were supposed to also make sure that something was in place for us to be able to afford that when that happened. Yep. We didn't know that was going to happen in the sense that we knew it was adjustable rate, but uh, we didn't know it was interest only as he was getting us, nor did we know that it was tied for as many years as it was. Those things just weren't told us. We were just going, do you want a mortgage? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, we did. Well, I want to say we, we half did. Um, Still though, it's it's sort of. But when you that 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 for scene, it to be a year in, yeah, like yeah, that's not good. And at that point, like we've already said, the stuff that that you've just heard in that audio was mid two thousand seven. Yeah, this was quite. Right it was already there. happening. It was already. Happening. It was happening yeah. big time. Yeah. Um, and you are signing your mortgage December of the end of that year. No, I'm Nobody, moving. In, no, I'm moving into the house December of that year. So I, you're talking October. October, so you, so and you still weren't told. I still wasn't told. Man. And in fact, he was in our house in that September, telling us this is the way to go, and this is going to happen, and this the houses, the houses are going to raise, and you're going to make a profit. Actually, is the fucking angle that was put at us. Um, my wife just wanted a house. You know, we were renting. That well, house, so. everybody was in the same boat. We were all the same. And uh, so, this is when, when he figures out then that the strippers having the houses and all the rest, he goes in and and starts to, as you say rally up the troops in regards to money yeah. and start investing and shorten out these things uh as as the, the 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 film goes on then we start to see 
the actual crash happen. Yeah. And we start to hear, um, we're talking March 2008, mm-hmm. and the likes of Lehman Brothers and, and all that sort of stuff, and the crash starting to happen. And, th- and then we start to see, as that crash is happening, the guys who have bet against them, so the, the Christian Bale, Steve Carell, and the, the startup guys was Ben Brad Pitt, they haven't, the price hasn't gone up on their value, you know. So no. there was severe corruption going on. Oh, absolutely. Um, Christian Bale says something about how can you, how can the price of the thing that's insured against, how can the subprimes be failing but the, the bond is still, yeah, re- go, increasing in value increasing and value. still getting a triple A rate, yeah, even though it's falling apart inside of it. Even though it's falling apart. So the corruption was unbelievable, and that's I think that's where the blood boiling part of me when I was watching this going, these fuckers. Then at that point, um. Back when they knew that was going on, they they could have stopped it then. Oh, but yeah. I know people here in Oma in two thousand and eight, and we're still getting interest. We still on got it. mortgages in, in in January, February, March of that year. So the mortgage advisor can can play dumb all they want. Or just, I'm just a wee local boy trying to make a lot of pound. But the mortgage company that was giving that mortgage out knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah, absolutely knew what was going on. Oh, oh even yes, the yes. banks here knew what was going on. Oh yeah, but they still went on ahead and did it. And this is sort of the the, the 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 anger thing that you feel in this film. You've got Mark Baum, who is the guy that um, basically showed a bit of humility about it, but had realized that this is actual, these are people, and this is going to actually suffer real bad. Yeah, that money doesn't come from a, a reserve. It comes yeah. out of your money. It's yeah. your pension. It's your savings. It's your... And towards the end, when they, we all know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but towards the end when he says you know talking about that the banks weren't stupid they just didn't care it is alluded by Gosling that um, people are just stupid they're not looking yeah but they, they knew they knew, they knew and, what and they knew what would happen they knew that yeah. they were basically the phrase and I, I know people listening would probably have heard the phrase too big to fail uh-huh. and that's what they knew they were they knew they couldn't collapse or else it would have been worse than what it was which is fucking really bad as it was mm-hmm. Uh, which again is infuriating and um, really starts to really grind when you're watching it. But again, the learning you get from this. So I think this is probably the most educational film we've ever done yet so far. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. Apart from learning how to um, like hang somebody up in the back of a freezer, a la Goodfellas. But, you know, this yeah, educational no, thing, honestly, I, I mean, I, I, I would teach it to fucking... P4s, if I could. <laughs> yeah, well, to, to adapt it to your own, you remember post 2008, the housing developments that were being developed 2006, 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. just ghost towns. Yeah. All around yeah, the country. Too. Yeah. Just massive estates with. Where where we lived, uh, when we moved in, uh, one one house around us were the original people. And every other house was repossessed. Jesus Christ. Every other one. Some of them to the. Like, uh, the park we lived in, the further you went in, the higher the prices went up because, you know, just later, yeah, of later sold or whatever. Um, to the point where a semi-detached three-bedroom house um, was 185000 Mm-hmm. The... Brutal bad. The house across the, house the road was from fired us... fired up to, no less. <coughs> house across the road from us was nearly 60 grand more uh, within six months than when we bought ours. Yeah. And, and then now, like you said, they're like worth ninety. Yeah, they're not. They're never coming back. No, nope. it's not going to go back. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm glad to see it. I mean, I'm glad to see that nobody else is going to be 
no, not that way. No, not definitely. But there's a bubble happening again. It's coming. So mm-hmm. surely it, there, there's signs of it already. Not to the same extent. Not to the same extent, but... Uh, it'll it, still affect markets and it'll still... It looks like, according to... Any inflation, etc. will get an absolute bathroom, but... The YouTube economists, um, I would usually get... I would never listen to any more economists on the TV, so I usually try and find independent people who talk just because they have no vested interest. Yeah. Uh, they think that China is going to be... The Chinese marge- uh, mortgage market is going to be the next one to, to go. And if that goes, it's going to make the last crash look like kindergarten. Yeah, because the amount of money that they have b- borrowed or given out to yeah. other markets. Yeah, and uh, their own uh, mm-hmm. population of houses that have mortgages on them with no people living on them. Yeah. So that could happen. So again, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about buying a house, just take a bit of Rose advice. Well, how long for two years? Just what damage would it do for two years? If you think a three-bedroom house is worth more than 80 grand, I'm sorry to tell you. In Oma. It's fucking not. So if if you're listening in London and you hear there's a three-bedroom house going I know. I was just thinking there. I was like, Jesus, there's boys in Dublin listening to this and they're going, what? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) That's my rent for six months. (laughs) So Uh, yeah, we don't don't mean it that way. We mean it like the, Um, the value is, it's easy to check up rates. It's easy to check up, what do you think this is worth? Yeah. Um, But, it was. It's still horrific. It was horrific then. It's pretty horrific now. But and, and it's gradually building up. Um, I I listened to another podcast somewhere along the line, an American podcast, and it was RocketMortgages dot com were the sponsors. And I was like, oh no, Rocket Mortgages it's happening again. And it was like, when you start to see mortgage companies are the ones doing the fucking ads. If you go down to Dublin at the moment, take a look. Every bus, every billboard is all mortgages. I actually walked past a, a Bank of Ireland just off Grafton Street. That had um, massive sign in the window for Sunday appointments for mortgages. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. That was only about six eight weeks ago, and I was like, oh, "It's happening, happening again." Hey. Opening up on a Sunday to get rid of the mortgages and pass them out. Uh, so yes, if you are young and uh, or, or old, but usually it's young people that get fucking shafted in this, um, and you're planning on building a house or buying a house, and you know anybody else is going to buy a house, just howl off. Eighteen mm. months, two years, just, just give it a wee minute, just give it a wee second, just. Uh, it'll do no harm to you and uh, yeah you won't be constantly reminding your wife every day that it's her fault you know what I mean that's just a that's just a basic life you learning lesson <laughs> like I mean it is her fault <laughs> but no no it's nobody's fault it's it, well it is it's the no, banker's well, fault it's the banker's thing and it, well, we have a culture here if you're listening uh, if anybody's not from it but I don't think they are but we do have a culture we have to own land and property yeah, it's not a thing in the in Europe really as such. Um, and yeah, they're happy renting, yeah, fucking everything. Um, but uh, at, at at that time, the, the people at fault at that point were were the mortgage advisors and the mortgage companies for giving them out when they knew what was going to happen. Uh, so I'm gonna we're gonna bring her to an end because the end of the film is where we're getting to the point where the three story arcs all have the opportunity then of cashing in their. Basically, yeah. I don't want to say their winnings, but that's basically what it was. But their investment, they were cashing in. Uh, the two startup guys, you know, they cleared, what, $100 million from a $30 million investment. Um, you have... Um, Which is all right. Yeah, it was good. But then you have Steve Carell's character, over a billion. Yeah, the, uh, they invested Cleared big. $200 million for himself. Mm-hmm. And then Burry, with his uh, investment company, one point, whatever it was, eight, nine billion. And... Uh, uh, all profit, all, all profit. came from from ultimately came from the destitution and desolation of the average working Joe, mm-hmm. and then 
we get to the end and we uh, we see then what happened. Mark Baum, uh, Steve Carell's character, is the last one to sort of cash out as such. Um, he sort of conflicted the moral argument of if we do this, we're just as bad as those guys are. Um, but they weren't. I mean, they just they were the, the, the swaying. Yes, they they profited. They took advantage. But but their the swaying decision is we're, we're fucking over the bank. We're not fucking yeah. over people. And they're like, yeah. but that's the money is the people's money. The money is still the people's money. You're taking it, but. This is then um, sort of Steve Carell explaining what's happening. I think the joy is of looking at this now in 2019, mm -hmm. post-2008, is that hmm, maybe he was fucking bang on yep. in what he was talking about. But at least we're going to see some of them go to jail. Right? I mean, they're going to have to break up the banks. I mean, the party's over. I don't know. I don't know. I have a feeling that in a few years, people are going to be doing what they always do when the economy tanks. They will be blaming immigrants and poor people. But Mark was wrong. In the years that followed, hundreds of bankers and rating agencies executives went to jail. The SEC was completely overhauled, and Congress had no choice but to break up the big banks and regulate the mortgage and derivatives industries. Just kidding. Banks took the money the American people gave them and they used it to pay themselves huge bonuses and lobby the Congress to kill big reform. And then they blamed immigrants and poor people. And this time, even teachers. And when all was said and done, only one single banker went to jail. This poor schmuck, Kareem Sarah Geldon from Credit Suisse. He hit a few billion in mortgage bond losses, something most of the big banks did on a good day during the crisis. One, yeah, pretty, one banker, pretty town, which also rhymes with something else. But one, there's a, there's a really good video, and you've that boy, the Irish boy, wanking bankers. Is that right? <laughs> I didn't know about that. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the the fact that they knew they were fucked, they got bailed out, they got bailed and then out. they lobbied Congress to not charge to not, them, to not to change it. Don't it's change, brilliant. don't change Absolutely the laws. Brilliant. Using the money <laughs> that they just got bailed out on after yeah. they paid their bonuses. Uh yeah, so anybody listening that that genuinely wants to know who runs the world? <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. we've we've just scratched the surface of this film. Jesus, there's yeah. so much more in it, and uh, it's it's really informative, and it's yeah, banks. Um, and we know that, but that's you know, there's not a time uh, there wouldn't be an episode after uh, this all happened. There wasn't an episode of Question Time that was on where you didn't have people going. The banks are to blame. Yeah, yeah, we all knew. But this is the thing: if we all knew. He's nothing done. All right. That's for another podcast. That's a different podcast. But I mean, it's... That should be a pod flap, that one. That's a pod flap. <laughs> the... Uh, going right back, Adam McKay, who, like you said, comedy, films, Talladega Nights, Anchorman, yeah. Step Brothers, writer and director. He, he does a, an amazing job in this film. Really good job, yeah. It's done so well. And... It's another example of, we've talked about before, what's written down black and white has to be said exactly because you can't start improvising the third no, film. No, there's no improvisation um, here, now. And there's a lot of really good edits. There's a lot of really good individual scenes. There's a scene with Steve Carell talking to his wife, Marissa Tomei. That was the other, yeah, Marissa Tomei was that. Yeah. And they, they, the, they're talking to each other, but you've just watched something so frantic mm -hmm. and a lot of financial information, and it's at a point in the film where we know everything's gone to fuck. Yeah, and it's the most touching sort of and scene. And it's a really yeah. great scene because... It doesn't go on for too long, and their their dialogue overlaps. Yeah, 
two or three times where you're going, we know you don't want to see this, yeah. but you have to see what emotional effect it's having on these people. Absolutely. Yeah. At some point. And, uh, yeah, bang on. I, I mean, the, the, even the, the way it was shot, the way it was cut down. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really, really well done. Um, and, and, and I suppose you have to see the sort of human side to the, to the characters as mm -hmm. well. But um, I think Carell was mainly the only one they actually delved into any of the deeper side of everybody else sort of was just as is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, McKay obviously seen something in Steve Carell when he did Anchorman. Oh, absolutely. Um, and seen some dramatic side to him or seen something he knew he could do. When I seen him advertising the trailer, I thought... What's he foxy doing? You know, yeah. I genuinely just automatically went to comedy. But within the first 30 seconds, his arrival at the uh, AA meeting mm -hmm. or whatever it is, I mean, you can, you're going to be like, okay, this is a Steve Carell I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen him since, obviously, in different things, Nightcrawler yeah, yeah. or whatever, like, but there was nothing at that time. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's available on Netflix. Um, Here, but also, Netflix throws some money. We're fucking pumping, boys. Do you, at least seven boys. At, what, an it episode? Had, it had to be. A film episode. Well, TV ones too, to be fair. we I was trying to estimate. I think we have made Netflix about £167. Here. And, you know, in all fairness, that's that's a couple of years of subscription free. That's what I would ask for. We can go that way. I'd just rather take the money and then. I'll pay it yourself. Ah, uh, that would make sense. That, that that's that's where we're at now, man. Finance. We're finance experts now. Well, basically, we we are F finance. We are walking CDOs. I was also thinking, we're we're a, which basically means we're just we're, ni we're nicely packaged, but fuck all on the inside. Fuck <laughs> all. We're synthetic CDOs. <laughs> Empty as fuck. Empty as fuck. <laughs> Uh, folks, thank you very much for listening. This has been a weird one. It's uh, we didn't spend an awful lot of time on. Uh, the technical end of things or the film and the background to it. We spent no, a lot of time we, on the story. Which we really didn't want, want to, to because yeah. if, you, if you want to get into this film or learn a tiny wee bit about this type of industry, you, this film does a brilliant job. Great job. And then... Uh, we wouldn't want to ruin it and get all the facts wrong and then fucking Langer would be oh, on again. you know Langer would be out. I love the big short. It's one of my favorite films. Uh, Steve Carell isn't even in it. Fuck, fuck up Langer. Fucking Langer. I can't wait to beat the fuck out of Langer, boys. See if it's like your brother or something. I'm going to box the head of him. <laughs> Bet he's my brother. You're going to batter your langer. Um, <laughs> no batter. I've been setting you up since minute one <laughs> with that one. No batter langers about here, boy. <laughs> best of the best recommends The Big Short. Definitely. Please go and uh, get a watch at it. Uh, there, You will, I hope, enjoy it. But I also think you will maybe watch multiple times. There's a lot to take in. And if you do, as I say, know anybody or you're thinking yourself of buying a house, fucking wise up. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> no. No. So, on that note, it's goodbye from me. Uh, thank you very much. And, uh, Ronan, thank you. Thank you, Connor. Thank you so much. Homeless Connor.